Amen. What a great and wonderful reality to sing about. And thank you so much, Josue and Blizz, for that wonderful, wonderful worship. Well, go with me as our time marches on to Luke chapter 1. And it is my privilege this morning to be bringing the English message. And uh, what a great uh, day to be able to be celebrating Christmas. Uh, I know, um, according to uh, a, a ton of Facebook posts, it won't happen again for 11 years, but it is great to be on a Sunday in the house of the Lord on Christmas Day, and though no, most Sundays we celebrate the resurrection of the Lord, this Sunday we celebrate His birth, and so what a great thing it is to be able to do both and to be able to do that together as a church family. I am so glad that you are here and that you decided to join us on this Christmas morning, whether it be live in person or virtually. We are so glad that you're a part of what's going on this morning. Well, in Luke chapter 1, uh, I am bringing to a close a three-part series uh, that I have been doing in the English service, and it is the, uh, the Christmas series that I have titled, The Celebration of Christmas, The Celebration of Christmas. And we talked about in Galatians 4.4 on that first Sunday, we celebrated the plan of Christmas. Uh, God sent forth his son at a certain time, in a certain place, in a certain way. He had a plan for redemption. And Galatians 4.4 reminded us of that reality. Uh, last week, we talked about the person of Christmas and the people of Christmas. And we celebrated different people that taught us so much through the experience of Christmas. And then we celebrate the person, the person of Jesus Christ, God in the flesh, God taking on the form of flesh and bones for a purpose to be able to come and to redeem mankind that had been lost in its sin and needed a redemption, that needed a redeemer, that needed a savior that needed a messiah and we and we celebrated that person and today i like to uh, go on to the last section here in luke chapter one and i want us to notice uh, something that i find very interesting because if you uh, were to ask the normal person uh, one of the uh, very outstanding features characteristics things that stand out in regards to christmas uh, you would find that many would talk about uh, the uh, christmas carols the songs it has been centuries, if not now a millennia, that those songs have been around, many of them, as uh, they are connected with what is taking place as we celebrate this season. We celebrate uh, with, uh, with praise. It's interesting that that is. And so uh, this morning, I'd like to conclude the Christmas series with we celebrate the praise of Christmas. The very first person to know that Christmas had begun was a young lady. Her name was Mary. She would become the, Mary, the, the mother of Jesus. And, uh, and so I want us to go to this portion in Luke chapter 1 as we see the response of Mary to not only the visit of the angel, uh, the uh, conversation uh, with her relative Elizabeth, but we find there a response to what is taking place. And I see here some really great examples and some great truths that can be applied to our lives and that I think that as we walk away from Christmas this morning, we can truly be uh, excited about celebrating the praise of Christmas and how uh, through this example we too can truly celebrate the praise of Christmas so in Luke chapter number one and we're going to be looking at verses 46 through 56 if you have a King James I have it here I'm going to be reading out of the New Living as we I love uh, using some of the words that are uh, connected with this portion and we'll be kind of emphasizing some of these coming out of this translation it says this Mary responded oh how my soul praises the Lord how my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he took notice of his lowly servant girl, 
And from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one is holy, and he has done great things for me. He shows his mercy from generations to generation and to all who fear him. His mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and the haughty ones. He has brought down princes from their thrones and exalted the humble. He has filled the hungry with the good things and sent the rich away with empty hands. He has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful. For he made this promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and his children forever. Mary stayed with Elizabeth about three months and then went back to her own home. Let's pray and ask for God's blessing and direction. Father, we love you and we thank you for your goodness upon us. I pray, Lord, that you would just give us wisdom and direction. As we look upon your word, may your spirit guide us. Lord, I'm unworthy on my own merits that I would be standing here, but thankful for your grace and your spirit's work in my life and renewing and regenerating that only you can do. I pray, Father, that you would guide our thoughts in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Una palabra en español va a haber una predicación en a, a español absolutamente después. Así que no se vayan a decir, bueno, nunca tradujo, nunca tradujo nada. Voy a ser puro inglés en esta porción porque el pastor Jeremy viene con una, un sermón en inglés, en español, en algunos minutos. Christmas is a time of celebration. It's a time of joy. We sang joy to the world. So many of those carols, so many of those Christmas hymns, they remind us of things that we celebrate. And it is a, a no coincidence that here in this initial first unfolding of the initial moments of the unraveling of the plan of God upon the world as he sent his son to be born in that initial uh, moments of Christmas, that the initial reaction is that of praise, of praise. And can I encourage you, dear listener, this morning, may that be something that challenges us during this Christmas season to be people of praise. And you say, how did Mary flesh out this praise? What was it about her, uh, this uh, reaction? What was it about these characteristics that made this praise so impactful? Well, I'm glad you asked. Let's look at four different components and aspects of that. Number one, we see that she recognized her state. She recognized her state. Mary responded to Elizabeth, to the angel, to the situation with this. Oh, how my soul praises the Lord. How my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Verse 48 says, for he took notice of his lowly servant girl. He rec she recognized her state, her reality. Oh, her reality was that of being uh, a humble, lowly person it was a reality that you and i would be good to take a few moments to pause and consider we live in a humanistic world that tells us uh we need to pump ourselves up and we are so important and and, and we are the center of the universe but the reality is is that truly you and i are nothing but dust breathed life into us by the spirit of god and created by god we are his creation Mary recognized her state. Her lowly humility was something that made the praise of Christmas possible. You and I would be good, would do good to imitate that lowly humility. Not only that, she recognized uh, not only her state, she recognized her reality. Her reality was that, look at what it says, for he took notice of his lowly servant. 
She recognized her reality of of being a servant. She was a young girl from a little village, from a throwaway area of a small little country in the backside of the world. And nonetheless, she recognized her reality. You know, not only that, when you think about that word servant or slave, it reminds us of your and my reality this morning and this point in our lives. The reality that we are slaves to sin apart from that redemption work of Jesus Christ, uh, the, the centerpiece of the nativity story, apart from him, we are nothing more than lowly slaves enslaved to sin. Oh, Mary was able to rejoice and celebrate Christmas because she recognized her state. She recognized her reality. She recognized her unchangeables. It says there, for he took notice of his lowly servant girl. Interesting. In the King James, it would say something like handmaiden. It was a reference to her being a feminine person, her being created by God in a culture that perhaps minimized this. Nonetheless, God took this woman, this female, and he made her one of the center points of this nativity story. And throughout, we find it's incredible in the gospel or retelling of of the nativity story, female persons, characters play such a pivotal role, yet in this culture... They were looked upon as perhaps second class or uh, 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 second class people. But Mary recognized her state. She recognized her reality. She recognized her unchangeables. Dear friend, this morning, you and I, we truly want to celebrate Christmas. It would do us good to recognize our realities. Apart from God, we are lost. Apart from the work that he does in us, we are absolutely nothing. We have unchangeables. Mankind through centuries and millennia has tried to find a way to do better and act better and and become a better culture. But lo, what we have found is that we continue to fall on our face and we continue to fail. The the very uh, people of Israel here, they had placed their their, uh, hope in this prophet or that prophet, in this king or this judge or that judge. And lo and behold, throughout the Old Testament, we fall. We see that failure, that failure. Oh, this great hero, whether it be David whether it be uh, uh, Noah, whether it be whoever it was, there was failure. There would continue to be failure. But it was all leading to this person of Jesus Christ and the need for that redemption and that Savior. Oh, dear friend, how do we celebrate the praise of Christmas? Number one, we recognize our state. Number two, we remember his blessings. Verse 49 says, for the mighty one is holy and he has done great things for me. Oh, he, she recognized or she remembered, excuse me, his blessings, his past blessings. Here she is speaking in the past tense what he has done. Oh, there was already a work of God in her long before ever uh, that baby would be born in that manger, which she had no clue at this moment that that would be taking place. But lo, uh, there it is that she recognized that God was at work in her life. Dear friend, may we remember God's past blessings in our life. Even at this very moment, as we stand here, as we sit here, we must remember his past blessings. He has done so much for us, of which we return to our realities. We deserve zero, none. If we return to our unchangeables, uh, we are nothing but lowly servants, slaves to sin. And yet he has poured his blessings out upon us, his past blessings 
blessings. Not only that, he, she praised him because of his principled blessings. You say, Pastor John, what do you mean his principled blessings? Well, notice the characteristics that she goes into. Uh, she recognizes in verse 50, he shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. Oh, his mercy is great. Oh, his principled blessings. He blesses based on principles. Can I tell you, dear friend, our country would be good to take a moment to pause and to consider all that we have as a country. Oh, over these last 250 plus years, we have had many blessings, but those blessings followed his, the principles that we enacted and that our founders enacted in order to receive those blessings. Those blessings didn't come because we were Anglos. They didn't come because of a certain demographic place or a certain geological place. They came because there was people following the principles of God, and as those principles are, are followed, the blessings follow the principles. She recognized God's principles blessings. She remembered, excuse me, his principled blessings. His mercy that was generational. He shows mercy from generation to generation. From Adam and Eve forward, every single living breath that we have, every single living breath that every human has taken. Oh, I saw recently, I think we're about to top 8 billion people on this earth. And who knows how many billions from Adam all the way to now. And can I tell you, every single one of those human beings that breathed, breathed one single breath didn't deserve that breath that they breathed. But it was of the mercies of God that every generation has had life and breath. And we would do good to remember his past blessings, his principal blessings, his principal blessings based on his moral integrity. Look at verse number 51. It says this, his mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and haughty ones. He has brought down princes from their thrones and exalted the humble. Oh, dear friend, it is God's moral integrity that, that uh, precede his, his principal blessings. He knocks down the proud and the haughty. He raises up the humble and the hungry. Can I tell you that has nothing to do with money or position. It has to do with a hard attitude. And dear friend, this morning, I beg of you as we celebrate the praise of Christmas, may we recognize our state. May we remember his blessings, his past blessings, his principal blessings, his powerful blessings. Oh, look at the words that are used time and time again by Mary as she sings this praise to God. Oh, she speaks in verse number 49 of the mighty one who is holy. She speaks in verse 51 of the mighty arm. She speaks in verse number 51 of the power to scatter. Verse number 52, the power to, to, to bring down those that are, uh, that are exalted in their sin. And in their wickedness, oh, can I tell you, God's powerful blessings have been used throughout history to be able to do great things amongst mankind. He has been kind and good in ways that we did not deserve. How did we celebrate Christ, the praise of Christmas? We recognize our state. We remember his blessings we rest in his promises verse number 55 goes on to say for he made this promise to our ancestors to abraham and his children forever what were those promises oh it was the promises of a coming savior of a coming messiah of the coming day when that lamb would no longer be sacrificed when those rituals and those things that were meant to be a metaphor an example of the coming one day lamb of god who would once and for all die and 
shed his blood for the sins of the world because that blood of that lamb was only good enough for that year, only good enough for that season, for that sin to be uh, 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 cleaned or to be paid for. But it was never enough. There was always need for another one and another one. But truly, it was just an example that one day there would come the lamb of God. Oh, and she rested in the promises of God. If you were part of the message last week, you'll remember that we found a confused and disturbed mother. Can I tell you here in verse number five, we find the confused and disturbed Mary found peace and confidence in God's eternal and sure promises. How do we celebrate the praise of Christmas? The way we celebrate the praise of Christmas is resting in his promises. You want to rejoice in this Christmas season? How many of God's promises do you know and how many do you trust in? Because as we rest in his promises, oh, that is how we truly enjoy and celebrate the praise of Christmas. Oh, perhaps you, like me, struggle and wrestle with the, the reality of things looking around us confused and disturbing. Maybe within us looking confused and disturbing. Can I tell you, dear friend, how do you celebrate Christmas in the midst of that the same way Mary did? She looked and rested to the pro in the promises of God. She found herself in God's promises. Matthew would trace the lineage of Mary back to Abraham. Here in Luke, we find the lineage of Joseph going back to Adam. And here we find that Mary traced back to her great, 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 great grandfather Abraham. She remembered his promises to him and to his generations. And she said, oh, therein is where I find my rest. It's in his promises. Dear friend, can I tell you that in here, you and I can find ourselves at rest in his promises. Because time upon time upon time, you can go to his word and you'll find your picture and my picture, your face and my face. They are all scattered throughout his promises to us. And as we celebrate the praise of Christmas. May we rest in his promises. May we remember his blessings. May we recognize our state. And then I find something fascinating as we look at this last verse of the portion that we're looking at in verse number 56. It doesn't have a verse necessarily that has a lot of things that might pop out to you initially, but it says in verse number 56, Mary stayed with Elizabeth about three months and then went back to her own home. Seems like it's a tedious verse just talking about the next thing that needed to happen as kind of a, a side note. I don't know, in your, ver in your version of how it is here, it kind of drops a, about a space in between verse 55 and verse 56. It's kind of like an afterthought, this happened. But here's what I finish with, and here's what I call something that, is, that caught, caught my attention. Not only did she rest in his promises, not only did she remember his blessings, not only did she recognize her state, but then when all was done, she returned to her task. She returned to her task. When you think about the praise of Christmas, here Mary is receiving all this confusing, disturbing information from the angel, from her relative Elizabeth, all these things about how this baby that was placed in her that only God could do because she did not know a man and she had never been with a man. And here all these things happening and in the midst of all this confusion, she finds rest in God's promises. She finds a, a place to remember his blessings and to, and to be able to, to, to grasp 
grab security from his blessings past, present, and future and recognizing that though she was lowly and a servant girl, nonetheless, God had been merciful upon her. And then she remembers, you know what? It's time. I have a duty to do. I must return to what God has called me to do. Dear friend, if you don't know Christ this morning, that is your first duty and responsibility. It is to place your ultimate faith and trust in Jesus Christ and recognize that he came to this world. And we celebrate around the globe today the reality that there was a baby that was born with a purpose that 33 and a half years later would be nailed to a cross, having never committed a sin, having never done nothing wrong, having lived the only perfect life that's only ever been lived on this face of this earth. And there he shed his blood and died for you and for me. And that is the first responsibility we have. But then for the rest of us Christians this morning, as we celebrate Christmas, there's a world out there that needs to hear the praise, that needs to see the praise through a life lived out as we return to our task. Christmas does not end here in a few hours as the last of the presents get ripped open, as you celebrate the last of the tamales from Delias that everybody went to go buy here a little bit ago doesn't end there. doesn't end as the last radio station turns the dial and goes from the last Christmas carol to the new song of the new year. Can I tell you, Christmas continues as we return to the task that God has given us. Mary's task was different than Elizabeth's. It was different than Joseph's. Every person has their own task given by God. But how do we celebrate the praise of Christmas? We return to the task that God has given us. I encourage you, dear friend, let's celebrate. Let's celebrate the praise of Christmas. Father, we love you. We thank you for your word. Thank you for your word that teaches us so much. So much more that could be said, Father. But I pray, Lord, that if something that I was said, that said your spirit would take and use in the lives of my dear brothers and sisters and friends this morning. May some truth take root in the heart of each and every person. And may we truly, truly celebrate Christmas the right way. May we recognize that apart from you, we are nothing. May we remember your promises. Oh, Father, your promises, your blessings. Oh, Father, I pray, Lord, that you would just allow it to sit and settle in our hearts. And may we truly, truly worship you and celebrate Christmas the way it should be. We love you this morning and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.